Well, hello, everybody. We are so excited to get to be with you here in 2024. We've got a brand new year and a brand new uh, rendition of Lynch with the Leaders. We are getting to launch in our pilot episode, Lynch with a Leader Takeaways. So what this is going to look like is every week, myself and Mike are going to get to sit down and get to discuss the last week's episode and uh, get to talk a little bit more in depth about just the leadership practicalities and takeaways um, that Mike had from the episode and that hopefully you are going to be able to apply to your leadership journey. And if I haven't met you, my name is Casey Lynch. I've gotten to do some behind the scenes work on the podcast and really excited to get to be on this journey with you, Pops. Well, it is exciting, Casey. And we always talk about these things. The episodes all come out. And then we rehash them. We talk about them. That's sort of the premise of the podcast. We never get to sit a microphone down and unpack them with other people. So I think this is going to be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun to go back and um, digest these episodes a little bit more. Um, and we're kicking off with a great one as to start the new year, you got to sit down with Daniel Harkavy, the coach to the greatest executives in the world. Um, if you had to describe your conversation with Daniel in one word, what would it be? You know, it would probably be insightful. Daniel is so stinking insightful. Like he, he has that ability to crawl in your head and help you think differently about things. And that's the way my time with Daniel was. I think I left it going, God, there was just so much insight that I think you and I would see if we slowed down long enough to see it. Daniel just has that ability. It's like a great ball player. They have that ability to slow the game down. Daniel has that ability to slow life down for leaders and to help you think about the things that would just be going by your car window and you just miss them while you're doing life. So I think insightful insights, that, that's what I got out of Daniel. You know, and, and there's so many specific moments of the conversation that if you haven't listened yet are worth going back, pulling out a notebook and, and really taking in what Daniel has to say. But if we looked at it from an overarching range, the conversation really focuses on this idea of leadership drift and yep. how leaders have this tendency to begin to drift when they've been on the job for a little bit. How would you personally describe leadership drift? I think drift's natural. I think drift happens without work. <laughs> and I think that's why we all drift because I think all of us are beginning 2024. Nobody's drifting. Dude, we're all beeline. We're laser focused. I spent the end of 2023 thinking about my year ahead, laying out my big rocks, getting all that in my calendar. But as the year gets going and crazy things begin to happen, we take our eye off the things that are most important and we just do what is natural, which is drift. I think not drifting takes work. I think drifting takes no work, which is why we all drift. I do it. You do it. We all do it because things distract us. Things get in our way. Things take our focus. And we just do what is most natural, which is to fall away from what I thought was going to be most important. 
Yep. And in the episode, Daniel does a great job of giving kind of some red flags to leaders and on what to be paying attention to, um, where that drift might be beginning to take place. Um, and in this conversation, as in all of the conversations in the heart of this podcast, 198 episodes in, spiritual leadership emerges as a as a conversation. And um, for those that are maybe newer to the podcast that don't know, spiritual leadership's the heart behind why you even began doing this. So what do you believe a leader needs to do to take the step from being a leader that has faith to becoming a spiritual leader? Well, I think you're talking about drift too. I think laser focusing on why we do what we do. And I think that's for a spiritual leader. I drift, A, not knowing my why, or B, forgetting my why. So I focus on the what and and what outcomes may be, but I forget the why. And I think a spiritual leader knows they've been put on this purpose, they've been put on this earth for a purpose bigger than them, that they have been designed something they can do, maybe not anybody else can do quite like them. And a spiritual leader keeps going back to why they do what they do. It's not just what they do. A lot of people do what they do. But the why behind what they do is what helps you with your spiritual leadership and knowing, man, I've got a faith in Christ and he's called me to something bigger than just. So for me, Casey, you know, I get the opportunity to pastor a church, which is awesome and it's a lot of fun. But we also feel, and you and I've talked about this a lot, I feel like we've been called to something even bigger, which is helping raise the spiritual temperature of leaders. That's my why. And so whatever I can do to help a leader on this call or a leader in our community be who God created him to be, that's when I'm operating at my best. It's good. There's a moment in the podcast. It's, it's halfway through. So it, it's bookmarked there on YouTube. You can um, jump to it. But there's this idea of not prioritizing the nine to five, but prioritizing the five to nine. What part of um, Daniel diving into the importance of which one you're prioritizing resonated with you the most? Man, that probably of all the things he said grabbed me the most. And I would say this, Casey, for you as my son it's the part I wanted you to hear the most because you're on the front end of your life. You're on the front end of your career and we read books and we train and we go to conferences and we listen to podcasts to get really good at the nine to five. But if we don't get the five to nine, right, it doesn't matter how good the nine to five is. And I think for a, especially a spiritual leader who gets who they are, So my identity isn't in my nine to five. My identity is in my five to nine. My identity is in nobody else could have been your dad. Nobody else could be Ann's husband. Nobody else could do it like God gave me the assignment. Somebody else will pastor North Star. Somebody else will coach a ball team. But nobody will have that role. I think for me, it just clarifies. Yeah, that's right. If I get home right, I'll figure out work. But how many people, we we all on this call, 
how many people could we name that just didn't get the five to nine right? And they screw up their nine to five because their five to nine's a disaster. And so, you know, I, I thought insightful. That was just insightful. That was just so insightful to me. So let's stay on this idea of, of family, because I think when we talk about leadership so often, it is on the practical things that we can do to become great leaders. Um, but as is discussed in this episode, and as you know to be true in leadership, uh, healthy relationships at home help influence and set a precedent for healthy relationships in a professional setting. Yep. So for the leader that's sitting, listening to this right now, that maybe looks at their life and, and their home life isn't what they want it to be or hope that it would be when they began this journey in, in leadership, what can they begin to do to make things right? Well, I would say, number one, make it a priority. So we talk to men. So I'm going to speak to men on this. I know we've got a lot of ladies listening, but I'm going to deliver this directly to men. We are so good at intentionality at work. Everything we do gets calendared. Every sales meeting, every conference call, every board meeting, every meeting within our teams, everything's on our calendar. We live by our calendars. But what happens when we go home? We don't calendar. Other than take this kid here, go pick them up there, do this, do that. Here's a game. But time together, vacation, date nights, all those things, we just think they're going to happen. None of them just happen. They're all prioritized intention. So number one, I would say, start with what you want it to be, right? Be intentional about your five to nine. Begin to calendar your five to nine and make it a priority. Go this, we are gonna, I am going to get this thing right. If you're a lady listening to this call and you're like, I wish that was us. Well, you initiate the conversation. You get the conversation going. Maybe that's what it's going to take. Or if you're single and you're listening to this call, you're saying, okay, when I'm looking for that mate, here's what I'm looking for. Somebody this is a priority for. So we are going to calendar and spend money and time on what's a priority. Most people, Casey, most, it's just not a priority. They're like, well, that'll be okay. And we just don't put any effort into it. Put effort and time into this. And what you'll begin to find is that you end up doing more. You have conversations, you have date nights, you have movie nights, you have time alone. If it's a parent and a child, you know, there were times that I took you places. I didn't take Mary Michael. There's times I took Mary Michael places. I didn't take you. Well, guess what? It was on the calendar, you know, take Casey out tonight, take Mary Michael to breakfast, whatever it is, because that was a priority to me. And that was a role nobody else could do quite like me, but it took priority and intentionality to get it down. So I would do it. If not, something else will take that time. It's an empty block on my calendar. So something else takes it and it's gone and I can't get it back. Mm, that's good. That's good. I, three words that I think have continually come up as we discuss some different angles of this episode. Um, insightful, priority, and just intentionality. Yeah. And I think uh, for people that are listening 
right now. Taking those three words and applying them to your current circumstance, it's not going to be a bad thing, is it? Yep. Yep. I totally agree. And and there's no and if we look back on 2023 and go, dude, I crap. I screwed up 2023. It was terrible. Good. 2024 is a brand new year. It's never too late to start doing what's right. And what a great time of year to set a trajectory of where we want to be. I love it. Love it. Now, the the show's going to keep rolling with oh, yeah. Lynch for the Leader. You got episode 199 kicking off next Monday, and you've got a great guest uh, coming on. Why don't you give us a little teaser into what that episode's going to be oh, about? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. So we sit down with George Camel. George is one of the Ramsey personalities, probably one of the most popular guys out there right now. And you're talking about intentionality, priorities. It's about money. You know, it's about George spends his day on the radio talking to, and he's heard by millions of people every day, and he's talking about money. Money's going to do whatever we tell it to do. And it is a blast to hear George talking about his years of being in massive debt and now uh, his years of helping others handle their money better. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun and it's off his brand new book that's just come out. It's exciting. And you don't ever have to miss an episode of Lynch for the Leader if you make sure to um subscribe and like wherever you get your podcast content, whether it be Spotify, Apple, YouTube. You can go back and re-listen to this Daniel Harkavy episode and be prepared for when the George Camel episode 199 comes out next Monday. Well, we're so thankful that you joined us on these Lynch for the Leader takeaways with Daniel Harkavy, and we're looking forward to discussing next week um, Mike's time with George Camel. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time.